0: Welcome to the Sisterhood of Secrets, a podcast meant to satisfy all of your mysterious, paranormal, and downright creepy desires. Follow us as we explore the unusual mysteries of the world. Hey guys, welcome back to the Sisterhood of Secrets. I'm Stephanie. I'm Taylor and we're back to our original team here taylor's back for this episode for this episode i'm back baby <laughs> i'm just back i'm in for I all had a episode. small hiatus <laughs> yeah it guy filled in he Sucked may be it up, by the way <laughs> guest appearances in the future freaking worm boy oh uh, yeah fucking up. one hour of worms <laughs> He, he get stuck on something and, you know, you can't let it go. It was very funny. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was fun. I listened to it twice. Did you? <laughs> yeah. That's good. I listened to it. Um, I always listen to him at least once or twice before we post just so I can, like, you know, listen to every possible mistake I could have made during the process. That's healthy. It's completely healthy. That's a healthy way to live. <laughs> it's normal that I think about it and I, I think about everything. You should take medication, man. I do. <laughs> take more. You mean you don't lay down at night and think about what you said when you're in second grade? Dude, I'm just sleep. glad to be laying down at night. I'm not even like, let's go through the day. <laughs> what no. else would you do? Would you sleep standing up? No, you hang from the ceiling. Are you a bat? I'm a demon. <laughs> oh, you're right. You sleep <laughs> under the bed. <laughs> That's where you sleep. Oh, it's like the Sims, the monster in the bed. Yeah. That thing it, really freaks me out. I, I wish it would come out so I could see it. Yeah, you can make friends with it. Will it come out? No. Oh. I like how you're not looking at me. Well, I'm trying not (laughs) to look at you because every time I do, I turn away from the mic and we've already had enough problems. And the last episode was the audio was shit. (laughs) It's because I wasn't here. I put a curse on you. Demon curse. Demon curses. Yeah. No, listen, you know, earlier I told you like you shouldn't whistle in your house because it's like a superstition or something. Superstition or something. Well, I also said like you should don't drink my water. Um, It also said you shouldn't say demon in your house. Or just like you should never say the D word. I was like, what? (laughs) What? I've been saying demon every day for like a month and nothing's (laughs) happened. I've been like worshiping one in the basement for like an entire year and nothing's (laughs) happened. No one's come to see me yet. (laughs) Been calling, nobody's answering. Hey demons, it's your girl Taylor again. <laughs> um, just trying to make a, just trying to reach out, man. <laughs> that'll be my next post. Hey demon, it's your girl. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I touched the mic that'll be at uh, shirt that you'll wear. Yeah. You've got a lot coming along. I have I'm a great T shirt idea. I think that we should make shirts to say luscious beaver because I'm getting a lot of feedback about Luscious Beavers. <laughs> luscious beavers. In the Wendigo episode when Where the, did you get feedback at? Well, oh, Mom. Pretty much wrong We're well. <laughs> getting a lot of feedback from who? Well, Our and, mother. And our, our friends, uh, you know, Taylor and Cody, they were like, I cannot believe Trevor did not lose his mind when you said luscious beaver. Like, he just, he he talked about it for a minute, but then he let it go. But then he was obsessed with worms. worm, so I don't get it. Yeah, I was I- like, you just completely bypassed luscious beaver and stuck on worms. <laughs> I and I think know. it's because you don't like worms. I really don't. That's really weird. That's my it. A worm? have a new one every episode it's the alaskan bowl worm i really don't like worms it's something about them not having a head or butt or like they have head butts i don't know we're not we're not getting into worms again yeah (laughs) i'm done with it it's too much so we've noticed we've gotten some followers on instagram hey guys thanks for joining the fun (laughs) um but you gotta freaking follow okay you can't just be like oh i'm gonna like your pictures and then i'm gonna follow your instagram and then not listen and follow and rate and review and email (laughs) like you cannot be freeloaders we want to be your friends yeah like i want to talk to you so follow us i mean if you're not following us like you said earlier they're not gonna hear this (laughs) Yeah. So if so, if you know somebody that just started liking us but hasn't listened to our podcast, you go talk to them. Yeah. You let them know that Taylor said this isn't okay. <laughs> Taylor said you're joining the cult. Remember? Yeah. There's steps, and they're going all about it wrong. Yeah. I just said that really messed up, but eh, I'm right. so upset about the situation. Oh my gosh! Move on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the <Okay>.
0: Fury. <laughs> so, um, on this episode we are going to talk about some serial killers yeah just two of them she's got one i've got one we're just gonna we picked two that we so were, this episode might run a little long yeah we picked two that were kind of fascinating to us it just stood out i actually picked one that i'd never heard of so i picked one of my faves my tried and trues your truth because this guy is wild yeah i'm gonna go first because apparently stephanie has to have like a moment of silence at the end for her. That's not true. <laughs> so I just feel like mine's heavy. It's a serial killer, man. <laughs> it's heavy. I know. You're so oh, emotional. I'm a Pisces. Oh my god. <laughs> You're gonna make me vomit. <laughs> but really. I okay, am. cool. I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> We're water signs. We're emotional. I'm not a water sign, I'm an air sign. What is the difference? A lot. <laughs> 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 oh. Okay, I'm sorry. grossed out. <laughs> anyway, so my guy, his name is Ed Gein. Oh, I've heard of old Ed. <laughs> old Edward. Um, I'm going to call him by his last name because there's a lot of serial killers with the name Ed, hmm. which is like rightfully so because it's Ed. Yeah, it's like Ed is a kind guy, but he's got a, a secret past, you know. When you hear the name Ed, you're like, mm, you look nice, but you also creepy. <laughs> So, the show Ed and Nettie really gave you a freaking mind fuck, didn't it? Um, Ed and Nettie was creepy, Taylor. And if you think was it, was he really? Wasn't I love that show. It was so cool. It was not, it was creepy. The plank kid, you know, the guy that carried around the plank. Yeah, I know who Plank was. Yeah. Yeah. I anyway, you had a plank. <laughs> no, I did. I I'm made pretty one. <laughs> sure you had one. I had no friends. <laughs> no, you just brought him with you on play dates. So you're like, this is plank. He's coming with us. I was a child. I know. I'm just, go ahead. Anyway. Ben. Freaking calling me out like that. So, if you've never heard of uh, this Ed guy, he's a pretty messed up dude. So, he's best known for his weird and unusual ways of killing, hanging out with, and disposing of his victims. Hanging out with. We'll get to it. Okay. Um, he was like such a nice guy that the authorities gives it him the nickname of the Butcher of Plainfield. Oh, super fun would love this guy as a neighbor you know he just seems like the guy that you want to hang out with i'm sure i have a neighbor named ed out there i do oh my god i do <gasps> taylor weird is he creepy no he's actually a very nice guy he's got a really nice dog shout out to ed who's nice yeah cool house yeah um so ed gein aka edward theodore gein aka aka the butcher of <laughs> Wakefield. <laughs> Was born August 27th, uh, 1906 in La Crosse, Wisconsin. So, he is a part of our great history of American serial killers. Because, let's face it, guys. great history. We have a huge history of serial killers. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. It really is. Um, But his gruesome crimes spread across the world and inspired, like, books and, like, two or three horror films. So, you could definitely call him the original Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> what am I going to do with you, bro? I'm just, you know, <laughs> trying to lighten the mood because this guy really creeps me out. You'll have to help me out to light the, the mood on my section because... Yeah, you're going to, like, have to change your outfit. Put <laughs> like, on the death mask the whole night. yards. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I just don't understand... What happened to you while you were making yours? I just, it's heavy and I don't like it. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so it said that Gein endured like a super difficult childhood, but like, you know, big deal. Grow up. <laughs> um, No need to be yeah. a mass murderer. Yeah. But uh, it's reported his father was an alcoholic and his mother was like verbally abusive toward him and his siblings. Or siblings, sorry. Again, I feel like this is a pretty common thing yeah i mean a lot of people in the world have overcome i think they're just trying to write time. off his like well we're all trying to just figure out why someone would do such a thing and we he's insane the first thing we would look at is our parents or their parents right and so dad was an alcoholic drank too much and mom yelled at him a lot oh and- no he didn't she didn't yell oh she um <sighs> sorry uh, i just lost my place she was like super abusive by, like, verbally and, right. like, had super strict rules. Oh, so just, she's super controlling. She's just a weird lady. Uh, we're get into that a little bit. But okay. nevertheless, Gein idolized her like a good boy. Mm. He loved his mama. This uh, apparently was really concerning to his older brother, Henry, who um, occasionally would confront their mom in front of Gein <laughs> because then he was like, this is weird. Yeah. Like what kind of idolization are we talking about here that makes the whole family start worrying? Yeah. Um. So his mom was said to be like very religious and like overbearing, mm-hmm. and she was not a good mom. I mean, like she took care of them obviously because the dad's fed him. absent. Yeah. But um, supposedly she would routinely mock and shame both of her children, and was reported to constantly preach about sin. Carnal desires and lusts to her two young children. Mm. Definite mommy dearest in my eyes. Yeah, she's fitting the bill, isn't she? Yeah, but still, I mean, come on. We can grow past our traumas. Yeah. So, Gein's mom relocated the family to a farm in Plainfield in 1915. It's not really said, like, why they relocated. Yeah. Probably because Gein was, like, killing animals and stuff. Oh, did he do that? I don't know. They all do that. They all do, though. Uh, Gein was only nine when they moved Onto the desolate farmland And he literally never left Unless it was for school That's healthy And he stayed with his mom who constantly shamed him And just probably Took her hatred of her husband Out on her children So this would be Ed Gein's house For decades and this would be the place Where he would commit his nasty little crimes He never left his house He never leaves so there's not a lot of said about what happened to the dad during this time. Maybe he's like still drunk, <laughs> rolling around in the yard or something. But he was there. Just, nobody he knows just what was going on. So in 1940, Gein's about like 34 and still living at home. Yeah. Um, and his dad passed. I guess the liver. I'm surprised ride. that he lived that long. Honestly, he was probably a young parent. Most people were back then. Yeah. Um, It doesn't seem like anybody really gave a shit that he died. It was just noted. Yeah. Like, oh, and he died. Yeah. But then in 1944, Henry, Gein's brother, died in a mysterious fire near the family farm. So listen, what I found was that Ed was like lighting, I thought it said bush at first, but it was a brush fire. (laughs) That's like a bush fire. I was really confused. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> he would like lit a brush fire, and it spread. And somehow, his brother got trapped and died. And although this well, <laughs> <just> listen, <laughs> although Gene reported his uh, brother missing to the police, he was able to lead them directly to where the burned body was <laughs> when they arrived. Um, and red flag. Yeah. This he's right here. I left him here. Yeah, I did. He's missing, <laughs> but he's right there. Oh my goodness! So, despite the bruises discovered all over the victim's head, wait a minute. So he is his brother had multiple lacerations on his head, and it was still ruled an accident. The death was still ruled an accident. That's wild. Yeah, it's the forties, y'all. Yeah. Um. So a year later, Gein's mother would pass, and this was really. Detrimental to his mental health Yeah, This left him like Pretty much a hermit Like he would not leave the house He couldn't handle her loss at all And to add to the creep factor Of Ed Gein, um, After his mom passed He closed off all the areas of the house That his mother had used most frequently Preserving them As something like a shrine oh, man. Like he Closed off her bedroom But kept it clean in like dusted it's like a museum to her and he let the rest of the house go to shit so oh that's weird yeah very strange real creepy guy like there was a ton of trash everywhere and it was just like super gross yeah And the loss of his mom was for thought to be like his breaking point and this is when things took a turn for the worse well, I imagine it is like widely believed that he killed his brother yeah like, I mean I I believe he killed his brother just based on the things he told me. And it's not said how his dad died, but a lot of people also theorize that he killed his daddy too. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, because he wanted mom all to himself. Oh, that's strange. How See, did pre- she pass? Do you know? Uh, I think she just I think she died of like a disease or something. Something just like a natural cause. Yeah, it was I guess you could say natural. Yeah, yeah. But um, <clears throat> around the time his mom died, um, it's when he. Sorry. Sorry. I just got, like, really... What happened? I was reading the wrong name man. Oh. (laughs) Around the time his mom died. um, A lot of uh, people around the town went missing. Like, there was no trace. They couldn't find them. They were just, like, here one day and then gone the next. Like, just up and vanished. What? And one notable missing human was a tavern owner named Mary Hogan. Oh, no. So, she owned a bar in town that Gein regularly visited, but he never, I mean, they never suspected him. Well, I mean, if they didn't suspect him of killing his own brother and leading them to the body after he mysteriously disappeared. Well, if you, I mean. They're not going to think that he did this. Somebody's going to get smart. I hope so. So, Gein first attracted the attention of the police in 1957. So, this was 12 years after his mother died, mm-hmm. and all of these people are missing in town. That's, I just want everybody to take note that that's 12 years <laughs> before he finally was just like, hmm, something's wrong with this guy. Yeah. So there's a hardware store owner named Bernice Warden, and she went missing. It was reported that Gein had been seen with her shortly before her disappearance. <laughs> and get this. This is what I was cracking me up. Winifred? Sorry, Winifred is... Her dog tags are jingling. Freaking wash your dog. <laughs> she is clean. She She's, had a bath yesterday. She stinks. She does not stink. I anyway. can't believe you would say such a thing about her. She stinks good. <laughs> She's a basset hound. They all have a little stink to it. Anyway, them. the lead investigator. One, one moment. Um, on IT the... guy, can you handle the Winifred situation, please? Just take her collar off. Everybody likes to be <laughs> naked anyway. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We're going to have to edit this. Or maybe not. Maybe we'll just leave all this in. Yeah, we'll just leave it in. All right. Whatever. Keep going. So, <laughs> uh, for the third time, the lead investigator on the case was Warden's son, Frank Warden. So, the cops went out to look around uh, at Gein's farm because this uh, Frank Warden guy, the lead investigator, right, was like, this guy took my mama. Yeah. So... They noted that the outside of the house was super unkept and just like everything was left in disarray like it was abandoned. Um, after they looked around a bit, they discovered Bernice Warden's body. Oh, no. Big shock, right? Yeah. <laughs> Upon examination of the body, Warden had been fatally shot and then decapitated. Seems a bit overkill. You're going to learn why. Mm. She was also gutted and hung from the ceiling. Oh, my. Gosh. <laughs> it's not funny. Your reaction's funny. Yeah, so they walked in to I think it was like an outbuilding close to the house. Or maybe it was in the house. I, I it was kind of missed did not have a lot of information. Yeah. They see like this giant pool of blood, her head's over here. Oh. And she's hanging from a ceiling like a fresh kill. Like how you would like a uh, field dress Yeah. Like I'd... a deer or something. Yeah. 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 My gosh. So, super cool. Anyway, um, after this, they were like, yeah, we're going to search the home. Thank goodness. <laughs> you, I mean, that seems like ding, ding, ding. We've got him. Got, we've, he's here. Well, he wasn't at home. They were oh, just they looking. Just, they just went in. Yeah. Man. this. I guess it was before you needed like a warrant. I mean, I was about to say, in today's time, you can't just walk into people's homes and start looking around. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Unless they, like, hear someone screaming or something. You well, know, she wasn't screaming, ma'am. But, uh, so they looked around his house, um, and his home showed that he had been systematically robbing graves and collecting body parts. <laughs> <laughs> he was collecting pieces of humans that like, he'd been robbing graves. Yeah, he'd been taking people so apart. he's like a Frankenstein. Oh, I'm not even done. He's like no. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Frankenstein ain't the nothing monster, on this. Yeah. No. So, he also had a large collection of human anatomy books, which makes sense with the next little bit of information I'm going to give you. Oh, man. As if grave robbing and murdering weren't enough. He then used said parts to make household items, such as clothing, mask, and... Just to give you a few, a few examples, he had made lampshades out of human skin, belts out of human nipples. That's right. I said nipples, baby. A human nipple belt. Yeah, it was made out of nipples. How have I not heard this before? Mm. How have I not heard that this man... <laughs> I'm not even done. This isn't the only thing he made do, out of nipples. Do they know? Do they, <laughs> do they know? We laugh because this is so bizarre. Um I'm laughing. This is it's not funny when he's like that he's oh, like gosh. desecrating a corpse or anything. I mean, but helps. who makes a belt of nipples? This crazy guy. It's so stupid. Were they They're all not wearing that out. Living people? Uh, or were this, these just corpse parts? Like well, do they know? Yeah, they do know. Oh, okay. So he had loved the nipple belt so much, right? He just couldn't stop there. Oh my god. The ideas were flowing. The creative juices were just like mm grossing me out so his next creation of nipples was a corset why, why? who the fuck knows why <laughs> it's... like i don't even understand why someone would... did he wear it <laughs> i guess so it was very strange what did he do with his mother like i don't under why she's buried I, I... she has a tombstone and everything he buried her he didn't desecrate her. why would you do this like who in their right mind is like i think i'm just gonna try it out and want to make some nipple belts and then i think i'm gonna make like a nipple wardrobe and just i guess like think of how many, how many people i was about to say how many people were 12 like, years worth of nipples were attacked or their graves were desecrated or whatever a lot Anyway. So, um, he had several chairs that were upholstered with human skin. If nipples weren't enough. (laughs) And he had made a few bowls out of human skulls. Um, He also took bones of victims that he had um, and made kitchen utensils, like knives and forks and stuff like that. What is wrong with this man? My thing is, how are you... You're putting in the work. All right? Bones hard. Nobody ever noticed that he was just... He Hanging was really out. weird. He had a lot of odd jobs, too. Like, he was, like, a masonry guy. Like, did, like, normal jobs. That is so strange that nobody was, like, people were missing, and they're, like, this weird hermit guy who only comes to the tavern to drink. Like, nobody was like, hey, that guy. No, I'm not even done with the creepness. Oh, my gosh. So, <clears throat> Gene also had made um several masks. They're Ew, peeled off mean? human faces. Stop. That he would wear. That just gave me like chicken skin. Chicken skin. You know, goose bimbles. He um also had um. Oh, All this right. is a horror movie. No, I'm not even done. He keep he like had several organs in jars and severed limbs that oh, were preserved. My gosh. As decoration. Decoration. Yeah. His house smelled so bad. It was, listen, you can look up pictures of it. Oh, no. We're going to when we're done. Because I couldn't stop looking. So, also discovered on the property was the head of Mary Hogan, a tavern operator who had disappeared in 1954. So, um, yeah. The rest of her body was not found. He kept her head only. So, I'm assuming she was a part of the nipple belt or a corset. Um oh my god. You said oh, yours was bad. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Winifred is she's so grossed out. She wants us to stop. She's, she's like, like, Where are all these she's freaking like, body parts? 14 nipples, my god. <laughs> you can make so many things. So to add to this super gross story, Gain liked to transport the corpses he stole back to his house. So he could express his um, curiosity on the bodies. He'd like to cut off various body parts. Um, he would have sex with the deceased and even made. Are uh, you kidding? <laughs> suits of their skin that he would uh, wear is them around this, the house. Is this? What, uh, I'm not sure the need for this. It was never explained. But yeah, he completely admitted to all of this. I hate him. So. This is, I mean, you can't is go... Is this st- where people get, it puts a lotion on the skin? No, I mean, if you give me just a second. Well, that's at the thing. So, in 1958, the Gein's, um, quote-unquote, House of Horrors was destroyed by a fire. Uh, the origins of which are very unclear, so... Obviously it was cleansed. That's what happened. Some, I mean, it needed to go down. Yeah. Somebody put all those poor humans to rest. Actually, they went to evidence, so... Oh. <laughs> they later arrested Gein after they found him at the neighbor's house. What? I guess he was just having tea and cookies and shit. Um, it didn't take lo- like a lot of prodding for Gein to confess. He willingly admitted to killing Warden as well as Mary Hogan three years earlier during his questioning. He also confessed to grave robbery <laughs> which he used several corpses for some of his most grotesque crimes as mentioned before. Um, police tried to get him to admit to other murders or just like that he had been the one kidnapping all of these people because th- the stuff they found in his house would have had to been so many humans. It couldn't just been Mary Hogan and Bernice Warden, Right. It would have had to be so many people. Well, I mean, humans only have two nipples. I oh, mean, my. and he like all of these people have been missing and you, I and feel like, like he made cutlery out of people out and of bones, and bowls and organs. And, yeah. So, I mean like, he never admitted to anything other than what the two that he was caught with which in my point of view makes me feel like you're not insane like you know what you're doing oh yeah so um it was really unclear if like he was just trying like to not admit or if he really didn't do these things but the people that went missing were never found oh my goodness um it was widely believed that he was the guy that did it though. Well, it makes sense if you're living in that area and you disappear the house you of were at Ed up the road. House, yeah. yeah, you were a lamp. Oh my gosh. Or a I chair. I love lamp. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> um he clearly convinced that the unprecedented crimes of Ed Gein could be viewed as a result of mental health issues. Duh. <laughs> Something's definitely wrong his lawyer william belter injured a not guilty plea by reason of insanity which let's be fair i mean you're it's not that he's far insane fetched. <laughs> he is insane but my thing is is like i just feel like i don't know i don't know i mean is he malicious yeah is he probably i mean he admitted to the two women you know and he probably didn't want to admit anymore cuz he's not stupid he knows if he continues to give them evidence then those are more uh, murders you know that are going up against him in court you can still be crazy and intelligent i mean i'm not saying he's stupid i'm just saying like at what point do we say you're not crazy like i feel like if you're crazy you have like you can't control it i'm sorry if you are crazy enough to make a nibble belt i i don't think this guy should be chilling in an insane asylum oh well hang on we're not done so, in January 1958, Gein was found unfit to stand trial and was committed to the Central State Hospital. Oh, my gosh. The people caring for him. Next year, the following year, um, it, he was found guilty again of one of the other woman's murders. I can't remember which one he got tried for first. I think it was Hogan and then Warden. And they went in going for a... Um, like a full like you're going to jail for the rest of your life like death sentence thing yeah and he was then like again found not worthy to stand stand on. trial yeah. which is stupid and in 1974 so this is like 20 years later Gein submitted his first attempt for release what yeah, yeah he well, was like I'm the 70s I'm I'm good I'm I'm not gonna do nothing no more um just let me out um obviously due to the dangers he posed to others uh this was rejected so we should all thank the lord for small favors for or real, we though. might have another wall of lamps oh. um gene was said to be like a super calm and like chill guy when he wasn't in a manic murderous state oh okay you know um he also kept us like a real low profile and stayed to himself while institutionalized he didn't make any friends Um, I feel like he was the type of guy that probably had a hard time making friends. Uh, yeah. He had people lamps and skull balls. And people chairs. Yeah. It was only when his health, uh, had begun to seriously decline toward the late 70s did Gein leave Central State Hospital, where he was then transferred to a mental health institute. It was there he died of cancer and a respiratory illness on July 26, 1984. Ugh. Ed Geen left behind a dark legacy, and some seriously ugly furniture. Taylor, are these really? Are these things really in evidence? You think um, someone still has these? Listen, I'm not even done. Uh-huh. If you think you can, you have the stomach for it. You can go online and look at police photos from the raid on his home and see all his arts and crafts. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, so the arts and crafts, Taylor. <laughs> Buckle up, it's fucking weird. There's also people. You'll see comments because on multiple different websites, there's um, people commenting that they would like to own some of these lamps. What? And some of these artifacts. People are disgusting. Um, there I saw one photo where he had made a pair of gloves out of human hands, like the skin from your hands. What? Yeah, it was. And very- somebody wants that. Yeah, and like that is so icky and like dude, that cruel. Guy, Like yeah. I don't. Why would you want that? Ugh. Why would you want that? That gives me. So the heebies. Ed was so cool and so creative. Oh my gosh! Dear. That we've had some movies based on him, which I don't really agree with because I feel like this gives reason for people to be serial killers. Yeah, and it's want trying fame. to like immortalize them or something. Yeah, I don't like that. But mm-hmm. uh, there are classic movies. Well, I like them. <laughs> so the classic movie Psycho from 1960 that was directed by Alfred Hitchcock um, was based on him lovely Never well it was that. actually based on Robert Block's powerful book from 1959 but he got a lot of the book stuff from Ed Gein's you know craziness Yeah. another uh, good one is apparently the Texas Chainsaw Mass- Massacre that came out in 1974 um, I don't know how true this one is I mean, if you ever seen the movie, it does kind of correlate some with what Ed was doing, but um, I I think there's actually like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was actually based off of um an actual serial killer in a town in Texas. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. I'm not a I'm not a hack and slash kind of gal. Well, if you've seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I don't think so. And my personal favorite, Silence of the Lambs. I have seen that one. Yeah. So, Silence of the Lambs is by far one of my favorite horror movies. Um, If you haven't seen it, you're missing out. I think you should watch it. Um, There's also a spinoff TV show that came out a few years ago called Hannibal. It's also pretty bomb. Have you watched that? Yeah. Hmm. And there's a bunch of other movies and stuff that goes with Silence of the Lambs. It's pretty good. But, um, well, didn't he eat people in that based on that uh, other guy? Well, that was, so Silence of the Lambs is um, a composite of Ed Gein and another serial killer that was a cannibal. Like a combo deal I think he was from like Europe or something Well who's the guy who ate people here Ted Bundy No Jeffrey Dahmer Jeffrey Dahmer that's what it is This movie came out before Dahmer Ugh. Ugh. And let's face it Dahmer's been done to death Yeah I'm tired of hearing about him Yeah The show is really good though Yeah Trevor watched it he really enjoyed it It was a very good one evan peters god bless his soul i know that must have been really hard for him like to portray that guy yeah i do my only thing with that is that i saw uh, a couple of people who, like some of the victims their relatives are still living you know yeah and apparently netflix never reached out to them seems like a thing that a big corporate company would do you know and i think that if you're going to do that i mean i'm all for documentaries and it's telling not a the documentary. story it's a retelling Sorry. Um, I haven't seen it myself, but I think that's why they didn't reach out. Reach out. But you should, I mean, it's still, they, I mean, how would that be so hard? You know, if you, I don't know. I don't know. If Somebody serial killed you. I mean, you'd want them to like, tell them me like, bitching they- about it. Isn't going to bring you back. So that is true. But depending on how, you know, you left this world, sometimes people don't want to share that kind of information. I mean, I agree, but, um, in certain cases like when it's big name like that i think you have no uh, you, you don't have a choice well you don't have control of it yeah the that's what I'm saying. you don't have yeah you're I a victim at least that's true wow that was fun taylor you're welcome i really hope y'all enjoyed my telling of ed gein and don't think i'm psychotic because i laughed a lot It was just stephanie's faces are funny um yeah <laughs> i'm gonna be traumatized after that Hope you have nightmares i will about <laughs> lamps that are trying to like crawl across the floor and stuff <laughs> it's stephanie what i'm gonna look up these photos okay what? we can look at them after Let me i know finish. but i want to have it ready so oh, you can excellent. look <laughs> excellent love that for me okay Trevor's so gonna love it it's my turn and i chose a woman okay well you know there's not many like notorious women serial killers there's not really this sounds awful there's not cool ones it's yeah. always poison yeah they're not like doing something crazy or whatever this lady she's bad news man she's she's gross her and her husband they are actually from the uk so i'll give you a little backstory her name is rosemary west and her husband is frank west and they did some terrible things so let's get into it uh rosemary was born rosemary letts and she was born in england in 1953 she had an abusive father named Bill Letts, and he was schizophrenic, and he loved to discipline her and her siblings and her mother, Daisy. So he was very abusive. Um, while Daisy had been pregnant with Rosemary, she received electroconvulsive therapy as a treatment for her depression. So while she was carrying Rose, she was given electro electroshock therapy cool. because she was severely depressed. Cool. That Ma- That makes... I mean this was the 50s So I guess that was like Their fave thing I don't know That's gonna bring back The serotonin Yeah Uh, (laughs) Rosemary was sexually abused By her father Oh my god Yeah So he was beating her And then he molested her She She wasn't Extremely intelligent She was She kind of had She struggled in school And she was a bit overweight And so she got Teased And She responded By attacking These bullies what do you mean by attacking? Like, just, like, getting in fights or just, like... Yeah, she didn't take any bull from anybody. Good like, for her. She yeah. takes it at home. She ain't taking it at school. Yeah, she had had enough, I think. When she was a teenager, she became more sexually active. And that's... I mean, we, that happens when children are exposed to things like that. You know, they... They overcompensate, Right, and they don't know they what's think normal. They that's the only way to love. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, they beca- she became more sexually active. And she was even caught getting into bed with one of her younger brothers. Oh, man. Yeah. And she was sexually fondling him. Disgusting. Yeah. So it, it's it's not going to get any better from, better from here, folks. So just disclaimer, she's gross. Yes. And I don't I blame you. I should have done one on a uh, again there. <laughs> so because her father's rules had like prevented her from doing, I mean, he was extremely abusive and he really liked to just discipline them and so they walked a very tight rope you know like they were always scared of doing this or that and her father didn't want her talking to any boys from school any boys her own age so yeah, it doesn't want any competition yeah because he's a nasty yeah she decided she was going to pursue relationships with older men makes sense yeah and she wanted like that father figure almost disgusting and one of them took advantage of her and raped her so by the time she was 15 she had gone through some serious trauma already. When Rosemary excuse me her mother finally had had enough of her husband's abuse and she took Rosemary and moved in with one of the um one of her adult daughters and her husband. So Rosemary started to spend even more time with male companions because I think she had a little less supervision. Also um it took 15 fucking years for mom to put her foot down. Yeah. And I'm sure I mean he was probably molesting the older ones, too. There's no way she didn't know. There's no way. Absolutely no way that you don't know that you're... After 15 years. And when he was abusing her and he was abusing the, their children and hitting them and just being... Dude, that pisses me off. I, I know. I It's so hard. I just don't believe that she didn't know. That's what I mean. Hmm. So, the year she was 15 mom took the kids, went to live with one of her older sisters, or excuse me, one of her older daughters, and this is the same year that she met Fred. I called him Frank really, but it's Fred, sorry. Whatever. <laughs> is this Fred? Yeah, here's a picture. Lovely, lovely guy. And Jesus. this, Fred makes perfect sense for her. Like, she had an abusive father who sexually assaulted her and she was going after younger, older men, excuse me, trying to fulfill that need you know fulfill that missing part of her that her father had just created so fred was 12 years older than her safe yeah and he was far more experienced than her i mean yeah obviously he's like been paying taxes for 20 years yeah so rose was waiting at a bus stop when she met fred west and it was like 1968 and her future soulmate had already been convicted Of child molestation and he was a murderer but he wasn't convicted on that yet when she met Fred he had already molested children and hurt and murdered someone I mean what luck you know yeah some people just don't got it yeah Fred was this is actually Rose what she says about him it says Fred had smelly ganky green teeth Oh yeah. What? Why did you even speak to him? That gets me uh that gets me going all the butterflies in my stomach. What the fuck? I don't even know. Despite this stinky green teeth, they were super attracted to each other. And they had an experience, they shared this deeply damaged childhood. But they both came from a rough upbringing and I mean, I'm sure that he experienced some childhood trauma because of what I mean he turned he was a child molester so I don't know I, anyway did he really have a bad childhood or was he just mirroring a bad childhood to get her I'm not entirely sure I don't have a lot of backstory on him I have a, a brief amount before he meets her with his, with his first wife so Fred West he worked in Scotland and he had married a Scottish woman named Rena Costello and had a daughter named Charmaine Um, even though we think that Charmaine wasn't actually Fred's daughter. Biological. So, a year after Charmaine, a second daughter arrived. Her name was Anne-Marie. And the family moved to Southwest. But after a turbulent few years of marriage, Fred found himself bringing up two girls on his own. So, his wife left him with the children. Which, again... Weird. Creeps me out. I, I don't know why. If he had already been convicted of being creepy towards children or acting on it you know why would a mother leave her children alone with him I don't know it's hard to wrap my head around so in March 1970 soon after meeting Fred Rose moved in with him and their two daughters and they lived in a like a van this just keeps getting better yeah well yeah I just, you know, not to interrupt you. No, you're fine. Rosemary, God bless her. Yeah. Well, she's 16, I think now. 16, something like that. 16, 17, around here. And Fred's 12 years older than her. So he's already been married once. He has two children. Rose has been beaten, molested, all that business. You know. So she moves into the van with this old dude, thinking this is going to... She's going to have her happily ever after in a van, in a van. Fred soon started showing her porn and he was exposing her to prostitution and sadism. Cool. Yeah, yeah. he I I guess obviously Fred is the one who initiated all of this bad stuff. Super sexualized and deplorable behavior. I think My he like initiated thing, it the kids when this was going on in the front seat. Yeah yeah and because of her abused childhood you know this wasn't like something new to rose yeah so she just assumed this was reality and that's what i was saying earlier It's just he kind of showed it to her but she'd already been living it so she was like oh yeah this is my regular tuesday yeah this is normal life a year later rose gets pregnant of course yeah and fred moves his family into a new home uh 25 midland road and rose gave birth to a little girl named heather So, a 17-year-old Rose was now the mother of three children in an unhealthy household. Love that. Yeah. How old, did it say how old the other two were? Um, no. They were little, though. They weren't big enough. There's a picture of her, of uh, Charmaine. I think her name's pretty. There's a picture of her, and then, uh, I think her name was Sarah May? No, it's Anne Marie. Anne, what's Man, I don't know where I got Sarah May from. Me either. Right? That's weird. Anyway, so it doesn't say exactly how old they are, but I'm assuming that they're young. Hmm. Yeah. So there's a quote and it says someone was talking. Her name's Jane Carter and she's the one who like she was, I guess, around during this time or was friends with Rose. Fred would want to spy on Rose. He would push her to have sex with his friends. Um... And she says, you've got a 17-year-old who's got a baby and then two little girls to look after. What chance did she have? Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's true. I don't know. I, I don't. I would have murdered him. Yeah. Fred supported his makeshift family by being a petty criminal. Yeah. So on top of all of his lovely characteristics, he was also a thief. He stole everything from scrap metal to scaffolding to wrenches car tires whatever he could get his hands on eventually he was caught obviously because you can't just go around stealing from the entire neighborhood and nobody notices of course you can yeah in november 1970 fred was sent to lee hill prison and served about 10 months for theft i bet rose had a lovely 10 months yeah well this is when rose turns turns a dark corner so in the summer of 1971 rosemary apparently just snapped And she killed Charmaine. What? Yeah. Because Fred wasn't there. He was in prison. And he, she murdered her. After severing the body's fingers and toes. And so, Fred was in prison, right? Charmaine is killed. And then, I want to say, very soon after, he's released from prison. So, he comes home to do this. So I don't know if it happened right before he was released or if it was like weeks before he was released. I don't know. After severing the body's fingers and toes, Fred burned it under their kitchen floor. Excuse me. Buried it. Not burned it. <laughs> I was about to say, damn. They had a giant oven. I shouldn't laugh. They had it. <laughs> they buried her under the kitchen floor. There was also two other children in the home. Like No one's asking questions. What is happening? And then in August 1971, Costello, which is his first wife, right? Came looking for her daughter, Charmaine. Yeah. She's next. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, because her body had been found with its fingers and toes cut off when it was discovered, Fred is suspected to have also killed her. Because she was found. So, Charmaine was found? Charmaine was killed and so was Costello. Dead. She came looking and then nobody ever heard from her again. Damn, they make quick work of these bitches. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. In June of 1972, they had another daughter, Mae West, in order to make room for their big family and Rosemary's business. Air quotes here. She was prostituting herself. That was her side gig. Um, You sure it's his baby? Yeah. Yeah. They moved to 25 Cromwell Street, where they continued to carry out rapes and murders. Perfect. Yeah. And, like I said earlier, Rosemary continued working as a prostitute from their home. And... Their house is wild. Um, they had a red light that they would put outside of the house and they would light it so that their children knew not to come home. Where the hell did they go? I don't know. I really don't know what they were doing. Nobody's watching them. I'm just glad that the children weren't involved because, I mean, he was a child molester and she had been molested her entire I just life. like, I mean, that must've been the line that they drew was her own children. Maybe. But um, why didn't they kill Charmaine. I don't know. Like what did Charmaine do? wasn't I don't I don't understand. I don't know why you would do that. I don't know what happened. It didn't give me a, a lot of information. I looked on several websites and I just couldn't find any like
1: there she was no like, reason. Yeah.
0: Also, what's the deal with cutting off the fingers and toes? I think that they were trying to like not have fingerprints? Maybe. You're going to have a palm print. How could you How could you remove digits from your own child? It wasn't his kid. No, it was well, Pretty much, though. I mean, I he think had custody. A, I think when you're a serial killer or just, like, really that messed up, that's how you can justify them. Yeah. Maybe you're right. So, when they moved into their new home on Cromwell, Fred was remodeling this home into his favorite, most excellent torture chamber. Perfect. Yeah. He, he had taken hooks and attached them to the ceilings so that his victims could hang there. Cool. Cool. Yeah. They turned the entire house into like this twisted playground. Holes were drilled into the toilet and the bedroom walls so that they could provide peepholes for them. Um, Intercoms allowed those in the kitchen to hear what went on in the bedroom. Whips and other sexual paraphernalia began to litter the house. And again, children are living there. The West developed a party reputation as a place to go for sex, drinks, and drugs the kids i don't know i really don't it doesn't mention where they go or who's taking care of them they may have been probably abused oh i'm sure they weren't safe in this home no there's no way they were safe in this home i mean it's a freaking sex dungeon yeah and like so she was she was a prostitute so he had closed off and built as many rooms as he could so that he could almost run it like a brothel just with her yeah gross yeah so, um this trap continued for twenty years. Twenty years of this. That's freaking wild. Yeah. The West would rape, they would torture, they would murder. And Rose was like crucial because she would give these young girls and women this sense of like safety, you know, because you don't expect a woman to lead you down into something like that. You know, like we typically women look out for one another, you know? Mm. I don't know. Well, nowadays, we know better. I don't if, trust anybody. Well, you can't trust anyone in today's world. But they, they trusted her. I do not trust your dumb ass. You might lead me to a freaking sex dungeon. What? Why would I take you to a sex dungeon? I don't know. Why would I do that? Trade me for a sim mod. Oh, my gosh, Taylor. <laughs> I got those, you know, the cats and dogs went on sale. <laughs> I'm really wanting that uh, Halloween one. <laughs> The werewolf. How much for my sister? How much for you? (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny. No, no. So she would lure them into the cellar, and she would like initially she's reassuring them, "Oh, it's fine, it's fine. We're gonna have some fun." And then you know, so Fred, he was an odd guy. Obviously, he did some weird stuff, but he he also it mentions for some reason we needed to know this. His teeth were disgusting. Remember. He would just eat raw onions, like apples. Oh, so he Shrek. Also, his breath was rank. You yeah. know he smelled bad. He was just a nasty guy. You can't ever convince me. That's why she was there. That was Rose's job. So Fred's looking weird. People saw him, and they're like, he's weird, and he's eating onions. And Rose is like, oh, he's fine. He's fine. Come on in. It's fine. That was her job. To reassure, like, this is not, you Yeah, know. Yeah. He's she not going to do blinders. anything. That's bad. So, the victims were bound and they were gagged with clothing so that they were quiet. Um, They were sexually assaulted and tortured to death. One victim had a mask made of tape and tubes. Like, they put tubes in the airway holes, you know, so she could continue to breathe. Yeah. Um, This bondage left the victim disoriented and gave them just a little bit of air. So, it was another form of torture. Jeez. Yeah. They really enjoyed to degrade their victims both of them Um, once the victims were deceased they were dismembered and often beheaded sometimes small bones such as fingers and toes and kneecaps were removed I don't know why just for fun we don't know why that they decided to remove their fingers and toes and kneecaps seems like a strange thing maybe that was his calling card their victims were often just buried in their cellar floor the same place that they died they would just like dig a hole and then put them in it in the cellar dang yeah and it's just so one-stop shop it's it's just wild like you live in this house and this is what you do for fun and then you live here where there's bodies well, guess, and there, you know there was hella ghost oh gosh yeah that place is haunted from like from the flow up like it's bad if, so, I, if, so if that happened to me i would be like listen god you're gonna have to cut me some slack I'm going to have to be a poltergeist and they're going to exercise me. Yep. But I have to come back to heaven. I've got to do some work here. So can you give me. This is the Lord's work. Can you give me a hot minute? Because I'm going to torment these people. Yeah. Yeah. In April 1978, 18 year old Shirley Robinson was seen for the last time. She had become pregnant by Fred. And she was kind of like his girlfriend. And she was telling everybody they were going to get married. She was around six to eight months pregnant. I, some some articles say six, some say eight, so I'm going to say she was right in that area. And they found her buried in the garden because the cellar was too big to accommodate her. So Rose, um, apparently Damn. Frank said or someone had said that Rose was insistent that there was only be one Mrs. West. So they, they, this killing wasn't for sexual satisfaction. It was just because... So Rose because, killed her? Yes. Rose murdered this woman. This was, and her kid. Yes. And her unborn child. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And Rose, which is wild, she would... Eventually, she'd have up to eight children, and not all of them were Fred's children, and... Well, they couldn't be. No, because she was, you know, she was um, a prostitute to make money. So, I don't know. And little by little, Rose is transforming into the person that she hated the most, which was her dad. I mean, I mean, she, what is, did she think was going to happen? I don't know. What did she think was going to come of this? What was, I mean, it was just going to make her a better person. There's no fucking way. Yeah. I mean, you're torturing, raping and killing people. Yeah. You'd be like, oh man, why am I just like my dad? I've got a really another murder. So Love that. yeah, and this one's pretty heavy. So we were talking about the children, right? And so this one's pretty rough. In 1987, Heller he- sorry. Heather West. remember she was Rose's first child. Mm-hmm. So through the the previous ten years, this is all happening at the Cromwell Cromwell residence, and nobody knows what the kids are doing. We don't have any information up until now when heather resisted her father's sexual advances he raped her heather wasn't scared of his threats which meant um if she talked about what was happening it would destroy them yeah and so her parents killed her and buried her in the back garden winners yeah and then when people asked about their 16 year old they called her a lazy lesbian and she had simply run off. What? A lazy lesbian? I don't know. Maybe they're fans of alliteration. I'm not entirely sure. But Well, that bitch a lazy lesbian. She left. Yeah. You couldn't come up with anything better, like, oh she ran away. Just like I she told, ran away. Why I, did you have to call her a lazy lesbian? I think they were so Because crazy. she didn't want to have sex with her dad. She's yeah. a lesbian? Yeah. And she was the first one to stand up against him, too. She was like, I'm not scared of you. I'm, I'm done. I'm, You're disgusting. Right. And so he was like, oh, I can't control her anymore. So he killed her. But you know what? At least she left. She was like, I'm done with you. Yeah. I I'm hope she putting... said a good F you. Yeah. I hope she, I don't know. I hope she hurt him a little bit. Um, <clears throat> so in the summer of 1992... A police Damn, officer. This has been going on for a while. Twenty years, man. Of them just. You were alive. I know. I was a fresh. It was a fresh little little. Baby. No, you weren't that fresh. It was fresh. For like a year. I was a fresh baby, a little fresh one. <laughs> <laughs> so a police officer was patrolling. I cannot talk today. Pastrami. Pastrami. A police officer was patrolling the Cromwell Street and was approached by some kids. Some kids ran up to him and were like, "Hey!" One of them said that they thought the West Childrens were being abused. They were like, "Hey, our friends live here, and we're pretty sure some bad stuff's going down." Good on those kids. Yeah, they stopped the killing. It was them. They're the heroes. A meeting was called that day, and as a result, a joint team of social workers and police took the children away. After all, all eight of these kids living here minus one because one was murdered. Just it took them that long. Took them ten years to realize something was happening here, and they went to school. These people went. These children went to school. I just wouldn't have come home. I really would have ran away. Well, they were so scared, you know. Can nope. You... I would have ran away. Yeah. But if you grow up in that and born in that, you don't know. I threatened to run away one time when Taylor. mom wouldn't let me. I don't even remember what it was, but I packed my bag, I packed a toy. I'm sure she would I, like, put Taylor, on a long coat. No, and and you I can't left. do this. I made all the way to the subdivision and mom realized I wasn't at the house, came down there and was like, you're an idiot. You didn't even <laughs> take any food. And you're like, you're right, I'm hungry. I'm famished. This was a mile walk. I was pissed. I believe that. (laughs) I'm sure you kicked and screamed get in the car. No, I didn't. I got in there willingly. I was like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) You live and you learn, ma. Yeah, yeah. So the social workers and the police came and got the children. And this was the beginning of their city's biggest criminal investigation. So at the time, the West children were the ages between 11 and 15. And the investigating team, they really tried to win their trust so that they would say something about what was happening, you know. Um, And a lot of the children, it took a lot because they were so scared. You know, they probably witnessed Heather being killed after she either said she was going to tell or... She probably just said no. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. So after investigating and talking to the kids and just interviewing them... Their parents were charged, and Fred was arrested for rape and sodomy of a minor, and Rose was arrested for assisting in the rape of a minor. And this was just about Heather, I believe. So they didn't even know about all the other business they've been doing. Yet. Yet. Yeah. So. These are disgusting human beings. Oh, they're absolutely disgusting. Like, even if you don't believe in heaven or hell, you better believe in hell for people like this. Oh, he's, yeah. He's the one going straight. Straight to hell. <laughs> Winifred is ready to party every 15 seconds. <laughs> She's like, Whoa, let's get it. Yeah. So between the between February twenty sixth and March eighth, nine sets of remains were found and removed in black plastic boxes. Fred tried to claim responsibility and he even wrote a, a note saying I did this. It was me. Oh, so he's trying to save Rose so she can yes. continue her rampage of horrible. He poor actually, lords. he tried to say that he had a bigger part, and then he also said that he killed Charmaine, their very first victim. But there was no way he could have killed Charmaine because Charmaine had been dead right before he. It was the day he was released, the day before she had died that day. <laughs> The discovery of her body on May 4th allowed a forensic comparison between the teeth of a photograph taken of the child before her disappearance, so they were able to provide a timeline that proved Fred was lying. Um, Rena's body was discovered in a field 15 miles from Gloucester, Gloucester, and nearby were the remains of Anne McFall. She was a former girlfriend of Fred's. and was six months pregnant with Anne's child, and she was killed. We talked about that previously. And they um, buried her in some old curtains they wrapped her up yeah couldn't just throw her in the hole no i think they wrapped all of them in plastic as Rose, yeah, she never contacted fred after their arrest she never spoke to him she didn't write and she never replied to any of her letters and this was part of her defense she was saying that she was just another victim of fred west she's a psycho yeah I mean, I think maybe when she She's a psycho, initially was exposed to Fred, she might have had, there could have been a path for her that didn't lead her here, but she didn't take that path. I think she was in it too long. Yeah. Yeah. Too long. Um, and honestly, women that are like, take part in stuff like this, like, you know, they're the accomplice. They always play the, I couldn't leave. Yeah. But she, you could help kill your daughter. She was the first... I mean, he had done terrible things before they met, but she murdered Charmaine when he wasn't even there. Yeah, for no good reason. There was no reason given. There is no reason for her to take a child's life. Um, Fred West killed himself while he was waiting for trial. Pussy. Yeah. In 1995. Before his trial even went, he was oh, like, I'm I out. I was alive. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, Rose was convicted of 10 murders and she is still alive and serving out her life sentence in prison. <sighs> yeah. should have got the death penalty I agree. Um, I feel like I talked about a lot of names throughout this entire thing so this I wanted to tell the names of the people because a lot of people believe that there were 12 people murdered by them, but only they were only convicted. I have a problem. I'm going to have a stroke. I can't talk. I'm so sorry, people. I'm so sorry. This is why no one's following us. This is why? Because I stutter. Anyway. And I breathe too hard. <laughs> there were 10. She was convicted of 10 uh, murders. But in reality, people think it's actually 12. So their first victim. Um, actually, I told a fib. Fred's first victim, we think, is Anne McFall, um, and he was the nanny to his two daughters before he uh, met Rose. Rose, and then there was Katrina Rena Costello, which was his first wife. Charmaine West was his child that was killed. Uh, Linda Go, she Linda Go, Carol Ann Cooper, Lucy Partington, and Therese. Help me. Mm-mm, that was too much for me. Siegenthaler, Siegenthaler, Shirley Hubbard, and Juanita Mott. All of these, these were all young girls who disappeared after either running away from home or they had some trouble adjusting. You know, they were just kind of runaways and they disappeared and they weren't ever found again until they were unearthed in the garden. Um, Shirley Ann Robinson was Fred's girlfriend and she was the one who was six months pregnant who was also murdered. Allison Chambers and Heather West, again, two young runaways who went missing and were later discovered. And the reason why I don't think that Anne McFall is listed or Catherine Costello on, um, it's because it's suspected, right, on Rosemary's, they weren't included because Catherine Costello was missing, um fingers and toes, and they thought that that's when, that was like an indication of Fred being the killer. I don't know. Uh, but he also did that to Charmaine his own child. I don't know. but and Yeah, but he just helped do cleanup on her. Yeah, he was just cleaning up. Yeah, so. That's it. That's the, uh, the match made in hell there, those two. Yep. What a lovely, I mean, can you imagine me and their neighbors? No, I can't imagine any of this. And what's wild to me is that people who are able to go undetected and do such heinous things—like they did this for twenty years—and nobody, nobody had an inkling. Nobody said, "Maybe I should call the cops." Well, I mean, this sounds unsympathetic. They for twenty for a twenty-year span, they didn't really kill that many people. That's true. So, they were doing it in moderation. What? Well, you know. Yeah. Also, if if they would put a red light, I mean, that's notorious for like prostitution. So, wasn't prostitution illegal? I mean, wouldn't that draw attention to your home? It sounds like the neighbors are taking part in their sex parties. That's true. That's probably how they covered it up. You're like, oh, hey, come over. Dating like, with drugs. Bang and- my wife and
1: eat some chips
0: give me another child i have eight now (laughs) i don't even know man (laughs) it's wild well i I, uh i hope you guys enjoyed our serial killers yeah we'll have another part two part three there's lots of serial killers out there we'll see if we can find some ones you've never heard of i chose this one just because i feel like women serial killers like we said earlier are far and few between and she was pretty rough yeah she's pretty rough yeah she uh, she took it too far. Yeah, and Ed Gein's disgusting. You're welcome. He is the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> I mean, all of these people are the stuff of nightmares. But yeah. Yours was more on like the torture, hellraiser side. Yeah. Mine was like, you know, movie magic. Yeah. Magic. Yeah. Disgusting. Disgusting, yeah. All right. I'm going to show you these pictures. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you guys can listen. I don't know if I'm prepared to see this. I think I'm on the wrong website. I thought you said you were already prepped and ready. I felt prepped and ready. Good lord. <laughs> There's one picture. Oh my gosh. His face. Yeah, it's a face. He wore that. Why would you wear someone's face? See, he wasn't even like good with the spoons and stuff. He just like took old spoons and forks and shoved them in a bone. Okay, yeah. So he he literally took someone's tibia or fibia and stuck a spoon in the end of it. <laughs> I'm not laughing because of what I'm showing her. It's <laughs> just her face. This lamp is the worst thing I've ever seen. So if you have the stomach for it, look it up. This is the lady's head they found. She had been there a while. Yeah, man. Where where do they find it again? You ready for this? This last one I'm gonna show you because it's really mad, <laughs> it's really bad. It the top one's a chair, the lower one's a lamp. I mean, obviously you can tell the lower one's a lamp. Is that real? That's real. Here's the nipple belt. It's just nipples. That means a nipple bell. It's just areolas. He took like 15 areolas and made that. I hate this guy. I'm not I'm, People are going to think I'm mentally not here. <laughs> I want to throw up. Alright, guys. Do me a favor. <laughs> Go look at these pictures and send me some feedback. Yes, please. Again, follow. We see. We know. Yeah, we know. We see you. Anyway... <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Make sure you follow us on our Instagram account, Sisterhood underscore of underscore secrets, and our Facebook page, Sisterhood of Secrets. If you would like to share any of your spooky or unexplained encounters, email us at SisterhoodSecrets1 at Gmail. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Bye for real.